the thirteenth adventure of the fall of the nibelungs by anonymous translated by margaret armour this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by phil Schempf. how they rode to the high tide leave we all this work now to tell how kriemhild and her maidens journeyed from the nibelung land to the rhine never sumpters bear such rich apparel they sent many travelling chests on before them and siegfried and the queen rode with their friends and dreamed on joy that was to end in deep sorrow as needs was they left their son at home also for him was the journey woeful his father and his mother he saw never more siegmund the king rode with them that had certes not been there had he known what was to betide them never sorrow was worse than his for dear ones they sent forward messengers betimes and a proud host of uta's kin and gunther's knights came forth to meet them gunther busied him to show his guests worship he went to brunhild and said how did kriemhild welcome thee when thou camest first to this land i would have thee welcome her even so she answered i will do it gladly for i have cause to love her the king spake further they come to-morrow early if thou wilt receive them lose no time unless they surprise us here in the castle for never have i welcomed dearer guests so she gave orders to her women to seek out goodly robes the best they had and to wear them the which i trow they did gladly gunther's men also hasted to meet them all that he had he led forth and the queen rode in royal state mickle joy was at that greeting with high honour they welcomed them yea with even more the folk said than kriemhild had showed brunhild aforetime and the hearts of them that saw it were uplifted then siegfried came up with his men and the heroes coursed to and fro on the plain that none had ease for the dust and the press when the king saw siegfried and siegmund on what loving wise he spake ye are welcome to me and to all my men right joyful have ye made us by this journey now god reward thee answered siegmund the worshipful man since my son siegfried won thee to his kinsman my desire hath ever been to behold thee whereupon gunther said that it hath come to pass doth rejoice me siegfried was received with the honour that was his due and none wished him ill from gernot and giselher also dear guests had never better welcome then the two queens drew nigh to each other the saddles were emptied and the women alighted on the grass with the help of the heroes that were not slow i trow with their service the queens met and the knights rejoiced at so fair a greeting and ceased not to wait upon the fair women hero now to hero held out the hand of welcome the women curtsied and kissed and gunther's and siegfried's men looked on well content they tarried not longer but rode to the town where the host bade it be shown plain that the guests were welcome to burgundy there too there was tilting before the maidens hagen of trony and ortwin approved them mighty for none durst gainsay their command and they showed the dear guest much honour the clash of shields and the din of piercing and smiting rose before the castle gate long time stood the host there with his guest or they were all gone in for in pastime the hours flew by then they rode merrily to the great reception hall gorgeous footcloths rich and cunningly fashioned hung down from the saddles of the beautiful women gunther's serving-men hasted forward and led them to their chambers all this time brunhild kept not her eyes from kriemhild that was certes fair enow and of brighter hue than the gold she wore over all the town of worms was heard the mirth of the company 
king gunther bade dankwart his marshal see to them well who gave them goodly quarters without and within they feasted never were strangers fairer and treated all that they desired stood ready for them for so rich was the king that to none was aught denied they were served well and without hate then the king went to the table with his guests siegfried they let sit where he had sat aforetime and many a proud warrior strode after him to the feast twelve hundred knights were in the circle at the table whereat brunhild thought never afore was vassal so rich nevertheless she was well minded to him nor contrived aught to his hurt many a rich cloak was wedded where the king sat that night with the wine that the butlers ceased not to pour for they toiled sore to serve all as hath still been the custom at high tides the women and the damsels were led to their beds betimes and to each guest from whencesoever he came the host gave honour and gifts enow when the night was ended and the morning shone precious stones sparkled on the rich apparel that the hands of the women drew forth from the travelling chests many a rich robe was sought out or it was well day knights and squires gathered before the hall and the din of tourney arose again before the early mass that they sang for the king gunther thanked the young heroes then the trumpets were blown lustily and the noise of drums and flutes were so loud that worms the wide town rang therewith everywhere the bold heroes sprang to horse and tourney was held in the land many young hearts were there that beat high and under their shields many a doughty knight in the windows sat stately dames and beautiful maidens featly adorned and gazed down at the jousting of the warriors till that the king himself began to tilt with his kinsmen so they passed the time nor thought it long then the bells rang from the dome whereat they led up the horses and the women rode forth with many stark knights following the queens they alighted before the minster on the grass still was brunhild well minded to her guests and with their crowns on they went into the great church but soon jealousy made an end of their love when the mass was sung they rode home in state and went merrily to table nor was there an end to the joy at the high tide till the eleventh day then the queen thought i can hide it no longer i must contrive by some means that kriemhild tell me why her husband that is our vassal hath so long paid us no tribute i cannot loose this riddle so she waited for the hour when the devil tempted her and she turned the joy of the high tide to dole for it pressed on her heart and must needs come to light by reason thereof many lands were filled with mourning end of the thirteenth adventure